Robert Bursack from the Shooters, Fishers and Farmers Party is joining us. Good morning, Robert. How are you? Good morning, Grant. I'm really good, mate. Thanks. And hi, Kieran. How are you? I'm good. Hey, listen, Robert. What's your current title? My current title? Yeah. I'm a member of the Legislative Council and Shooters, Fishers and Farmers member. Yeah. You're the main man. I wouldn't say I'm the main man, but I am a man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Grant said well to me, dodged. <clears throat> what's Mr. Borzak about? And I said, well, he's the main man. Well, look, I've been there a while um, in terms of the party. Uh, I've been there almost from the very start with John Tingle, and uh, uh, I'm right through going, going right through this whole process up to re-election again. I've been uh, in the uh, upper house for, what, 12 years now? So 12 and a half years nearly now, so... Yeah, it's uh, all been ex- exciting and a, and, a, and a good ride, and I think we've done a lot of good things for fishers and shooters and farmers and all sorts of people. How has it changed in that time, in your view? Uh, I think, yeah, it's, it's, that's an interesting question. We, we, uh, we first came into the Parliament in 1995 when John Tingle was elected, and then we had 16 years of Labor. Um, and now we've had... Uh, so far, at least anyway, uh, 12 years of a coalition government. And uh, the, the upper house has changed where, where, you know, where I work and live with Mark Benasiak. Uh, it's changed actually quite a lot. Um, the ongoing influence of the crossbench members, which includes us, but also includes others uh, like One Nation and Greens and a few other bits and pieces, uh, have become more influential. And in that 16 and in this 12, in this last 28 years at least, uh, no government has had a majority in the upper house. So they've always had to deal with um, a minor party or two to try to get legislation through. So uh, we've had plenty of opportunities and we've done quite a lot when it comes to uh, issues relating to, in particular, fish oats, for example. Um, And we've been in a position because the upper house is a statewide representation as opposed to just representing seat by seat, whether that's in Sydney or up the north coast or south coast or anywhere else in the state. Um, we're able to pick up campaigns. And uh, one good one, which, of course, is wholly relevant to uh, fish shows, is uh, 2018 before the March 2019 state election when uh, Premier Berejiklian and the then Minister Niall Blair sought to set up 23 new marine parks and um, we uh, went on the campaign trail on that. I don't know whether you recollect what happened there, but... Um, I do. It, it was a pretty scary time when you think about it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, uh, and, and you know, they've still got about 47% of Sydney Harbour closed, anyhow, as yeah, like a marine and park. And but what you were famous for as well is your um, involvement in the greyhound industry. Well, that's that's right, Kieran. That, that's another that's another uh, campaign that we took on, even going back as far as 2012, and when um, our friend Mr. Baird at that time decided, just on the whim, I suppose, because you've got to understand that the coalition government's got a very strong streak of animal rights in their agenda. Uh, they just sought to overnight and that make an announcement that. The greyhound industry was shut down within 12 months, and uh, we took that campaign on too. And uh, we worked very hard and did quite well out of that too, and resulted in the the, the premier backflipping and then resigning, and also um, the uh, leader of the National Party, um, 
Uh, Troy Grant also resigning and fo- and following his uh, his master, the then premier, of course, mm. into uh, uh, oblivion, which is where they belong. I mean, they shouldn't be <laughs> making these uh, ridiculous. Making, uh, you know, he, he was a, he was a piece of work, Mike Baird. But nothing but, like his father, Robert. Do you do you sort of feel that like with both Liberal and Labor now they've become so vanilla that people are looking for alternative options? Oh, I think I think there. I think you're right. I mean, there's definitely if you look at what's going on even in the lower house. That's right. Um, uh, the Liberal Party are running scared. We saw that at the federal election. Um, you know, what do they represent? Who do they represent? Uh, people like you're, you're going to see a lot more. Uh, I suppose breaking up of the representation, the teals, for example, which aren't the sort of people that actually support fishers, I might add, or, or shooters, or <laughs> even farming. But they, they are taking Liberal Party seats. Uh, you'll see more of that. We're, we're seeing it even in our own party, where we saw yeah. uh, individuals decide that, oh well, we don't like being representing shooters, fishers, and farmers anymore. We're going to go and do our own thing, uh, and. There's going to be a lot more independence in the future, and it's going to be harder and harder for governments to govern. Mm. And the the primary votes that the major parties are getting is falling. There's no question of that. And it's uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting exercise on the 25th of March to see who actually does get a majority, whether a majority can indeed be gotten at all. Well, I hope we get the chance to catch up with you a couple of times before then and you can keep us uh, abreast of how things are, are going because it is an interesting election, as you say, and I don't think it's it's going to be a... I don't think everything's going to fall the way some people, and I'm talking about people in the media here, think it's going to fall. No, yeah, it's, it's not a given. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, um, what, what we've... I mean, if you go by the bookies... Uh, I think uh, the TAB have got Labor on a dollar fifteen, and the Coalition on five dollars fifty, or something like that. Uh, but what we want, what we do want, is we we do want a government that actually has a majority. Uh, the last thing we want to see is uh, uh, a government, whether it's Coalition or Labor, being supported by left-wing uh, people uh, on the crossbenches yeah. in the lower house. That not supportive of fishing, not supportive of farming, not supportive of uh, shooting and hunting and, uh, and you know, things like greyhounds, for example, which Kieran raises again. It's, uh, there are lots and lots of issues that uh, primarily really revolve around the domination of uh, New South Wales by what happens in Sydney yeah. and without any real consideration of what goes on in the book. Another, I'm going to talk to a gentleman called um, Richard Varvel, who's the director of hunting... Uh, for fisheries from the DPI. Um, he's coming up in about 6.30 in about 30, 30, three or four minutes, right? And um, he wants to talk about hunting. And, uh, of course, Shooters Fisher Farmers Party were very much involved in establishing the bow and arrow hunting. Oh, yeah, bow fishing. That's yep. Right. Yep, yep, yep. That's right. Well, you, and you go, to, you go to even the situation where in South Australia now, they're trying to ban bow hunting. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, know, look, some of these people. There, there really is some crazy stuff getting around, yep. and uh, a lot of that stuff's driven by animal rights, of course. But uh, yep. yeah, it's been a, been an interesting campaign so far, and we're we're seeing that ministers fall left, right, and centre. We saw uh, Damien Tudhope resign yesterday from his uh, ministries, and uh, Peter Poulos stepped down, and uh, yeah, and then. 
We saw about what Terry Campisi. I think I'm going to went to school with that Peter Poulos. They're dropping like flies. Well, okay. If it's been if it's been interesting so far, I, I dare say it's going to get a lot more interesting before March. Thanks very much for your time this morning, and we'll stay in touch. All right. Thanks, Brad. See you, Kieran. Bye. See you, mate.